Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, book lovers. My name is M, and I want to talk about books and cats. Hey, booksters. The other day I posted a meme of a, like a fragrance spray that smelled like old books. And I was like, oh, that would be great as a candle. I wonder if there's an old book scented candle. Um, yes, there's about a million of them. Um, I apparently missed that. I actually found one that had a three pack that they called the library. And it had three different candles that differentiated between old books new books, and ancient scrolls. I don't know if I want my house smelling like an ancient scroll. I think that might be a little too much. But I do still think that's pretty cool. Um, I've always thought it'd be kind of interesting to be one of those people that creates scents, but that's a lot of like chemistry, and my sense of smell is definitely not good enough for that. So anyway, let's talk about a new book. Uh, I want to talk about Pretty Little Wife by Darby Kane. Uh, which I also found out is a pseudonym. It's like everybody that writes thrillers uses a pseudonym. Uh, so this is my newest book from the Book of the Month. I'm not sponsored by them, but I just love Book of the Month. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. Um, I just love getting new books, and then I get behind because I don't have time to read very often. So I've got like a ton of random books in a stack that I need to read, which is always nice to have. So I do use most of my book of the month uh, credits to get thrillers because I love a good thriller. Um, They're like, I always call them my candy reading because they're so easy and they're so fun and I enjoy them so much. They're really the books that I love to binge on. And of all the things I binge on, thrillers are the best. I like thinking about what it must take to craft the story and the amount of planning uh, it must take to keep everything organized and like know when to reveal bits of information um the best ones really like drip it slowly throughout the story and feed the reader in like small thrilling little surprises bit by bit and pretty little wife is like a perfect example of this it starts off by telling you that lila's husband is dead and that she killed him so already We are starting off uh, different than most stories. Normally, we don't know who the killer definitely is until later on. But the wrinkle in this story is that Lila used carbon monoxide to kill her husband and then set it up in the parking lot of the school he works at so that he would be discovered and it would look like a suicide. All of that gets explained eventually. But the problem is that she's sitting there waiting for the police to call and say they found him. And the police don't call, but the principal of the school calls, wondering where he is and why he's not at work, because he has never missed a day of work in his life. And that's kind of how everything starts. Oh, I just, this book was so, so good. So there is a female detective named Ginny, who is just, she's such a well-written, wonderful character. 
you know, she's intelligent and honest and she follows orders and she's always trying to find justice. And as the story unfolds, uh, the part of her psyche that follows orders and finds justice will be tested. Um, and that's all I'm going to say about that. But I just love that there are two points of view that this story is told from, Lila and Ginny. And they are just such great, deep characters. Um, there's a lot of depth to their stories. And they both face um, things they didn't ever think they'd have to face. It's really interesting to see what their choices are. There are so many stories woven into this book. Um, it talks about Lila and Aaron's marriage and its many complications. It talks about their dark and horrific past because they both have grown up in really, really bad circumstances. And it kind of bonds them in the beginning, but then you get to see how they kind of part ways eventually. There is also the story of the all the politics that go on when you're covering cases and trying to solve cases um, and also trying to be reelected. So there's a whole political struggle. There's a true crime podcast because on top of everything else in this book, there's also a serial killer. During this whole thing, the police are also investigating a serial killer who has killed three women. And there are little bits throughout the book that are written as the podcaster uh, on her podcast. And it kind of helps sort of keep the plot moving along and just add another little layer to the whole to the whole mess. I'm going to keep saying it, but this is a great book. Um, Lila was especially interesting as a character. She had very few moments of passivity and that's kind of rare. Sometimes the main character kind of seems like everything is just happening to them and that they're not in control. And I think that is like a pretty big theme, especially in these type of books is that feeling of not being in control and just having to deal with whatever comes next. And in this book, there is no doubt that Lila is in control and that she always has been which I found pretty interesting. Okay, so that's all I'm going to say about this book. I don't want to give anything away, but if you are a fan of thrillers, this one is enthralling. Um, I had to put it down a couple of times to deal with life, but I really, really didn't want to. It was so good, so interesting. Uh, there's twists and turns. There's a lot of great characters. There's a lot of options for whodunit. Um, I love trying to figure them out, and I... I thought I had it figured out. I kind of had part of it figured out, but it wasn't complete. It was it was good. It was so good. Um, so yeah, I, I highly, highly recommend Pretty Little Wife by Darby Kane. Um, I'm going to put a link to the Amazon page in my show notes, but I did find that there's audiobooks, and then uh, if you want the paperback, it's actually for pre-order, and it's not going to be released until December 29th. So, um, pre-order it, get an audiobook, find it somewhere. If you have book of the month, get it because you can get previous months. So next month, check it out. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. And with that, we're going to take a quick break. Hey guys, I'm here. Now I'm not a makeup person per se. I don't pay a lot of attention to my face. But lately, I've been noticing some changes to my skin, and it could use some help. 
I was looking for a quality product that was affordable and simple. I decided to try Athea skincare products. Uh, their products are fantastic. I've been using the Retinol Night Cream, which is a anti-aging moisturizing cream, and I love it. It's light, and my skin feels really good and soft and moisturized. Athea has a lot of great skincare products and makeup as well. All of their products are created with an active woman in mind, and they use natural ingredients and are cruelty-free. You can check out Athea using the link in our show notes, and you'll also be supporting the podcast, so it's a win-win-win. Use the code ATHEAFCEQ to get 15% off. That's Athea, uppercase A, little Thea, T-H-I-A, little F, and then uppercase C-E-Q. That's also in the show notes, so you can just copy and paste it. Treat your skin to some pampering and keep it looking healthy. And show some love for our podcast. And we're back. So I am also reading another book. Uh, It's called I Am a Cat, and it's a Japanese book by Soseki Natsumi that was translated into English by Akio Ito and Graham Wilson. It's written uh, from 1904 to 1906, and it actually started as pieces for a weekly newspaper. Natsumi wrote a short story, which was actually initially rejected by the paper, and then he revised it, brought it in, and they accepted it the second time around. And that became chapter one of the book. So I mentioned this book briefly in episode one uh, because it inspired Murakami to write Town of Cats. Uh, It's a long book and it's dense, but it is very good so far. Yeah, I haven't finished this one yet. It's a thick one. (laughs) It's told from the point of view of a stray unnamed cat that is taken in by a teacher and his family, though they kind of take him in begrudgingly and no no one really seems to like him that much. Like the teacher will kind of put up with him being around and they feed him, but most of the time they just kind of ignore him and the cook like you know, beats him out of the kitchen every time she sees him. So he tells the story of his master and the family with an interesting perspective and insight on the nature of man. Um, It was written so long ago that um, some of the things seem, you know, outdated, but a lot of the themes really still hold true. Because honestly, mankind hasn't changed that much in, you know, 100 plus years. They also reference the plague as being a new disease, and I found that was... Kind of eerie, considering what we have going on um, out in the world today with COVID. I just think it's interesting how things seem to go in cycles. So I haven't finished it yet, as I said. Um, it's a lot, but it's it's an enjoyable read, and it's not something that I feel like I need to read quickly. With thrillers, I tend to... Like, I'm reading so fast, and I wish I could read faster, because I just have to know what's happening, and I have to know, like how the pieces are going to fit together. And with this one, it's a lot more just kind of like a daily telling of like activities and you can see the characters developing, but it's slow. Like it's done at a very languid sort of cat-like pace. Um, And it's not, you know, it's not a thriller. It's just daily life. So I feel like it's better to enjoy it slowly and in small chunks. I'll read a couple of chapters at a time. Um, usually in my favorite chair with a morning cup of tea and a cat on my lap, which it just feels like so perfect and indulgent. Um, I'm all about the self-care, and that is one of my favorites. 
It just feels good for the soul, you know? You know what's not good for the soul, though, that I was just reminded of the other day? The movie Strays. I don't know um, how many of you have seen it, because it's definitely not like a cat lovers movie. Um, But I also like horror movies, so cats and horror movies, that's a good combo. Sort of. (laughs) Um, I saw it when I was a kid. I think it came out in 1991. Um... And I remember parts of it so vividly, but only like a couple of parts. And then the rest of it, I have no idea. I don't remember anything about what was going on in that movie. Um, Apparently it was written by Sean Cassidy, which if you're younger than me or even my age, you're like, who? He was a singer, like a, I think he was like a kind of pop star, I think in the seventies. I don't know if someone wants to correct me on that or write me a dissertation about Sean Cassidy. You can. I might read it. (laughs) Um, So the premise is that a lawyer from Chicago moves into an isolated house with his wife and his family, and they soon find themselves being terrorized by a horde of stray cats. Yep. (laughs) Oh, I remember seeing it as a kid on TV and just like, it wasn't scary, but it was really entertaining. And then parts of it, obviously, I did find scary because they stuck with me. Um, <laughs> what a ridiculous movie. It has a two-star rating, and honestly, like, yeah, that's about right. You know, TV movie in the 90s, early 90s, when you want. Um, it was not good, but it's definitely memorable. Uh, I don't think I'd ever re-watch it. I considered, like, oh, maybe I should re-watch it and then talk about it on here, and I don't really think that that is worth my time. I could read another, like, really good book, like Pretty Little Wife, um, instead, So I think I'm going to do that instead. That movie already took up too much of my brain. (laughs) So the other thing that I am excited about is that I have a couple of t-shirts for sale now. Um, You know, I know that things are rough for a lot of people right now. And if you don't have money, that is totally fine. Please do not feel like you have to buy anything. Um, I am so happy to be doing this podcast and talking about books and cats. Uh, That's all I need. But if you do want a t-shirt, I've taken a couple of my favorite artworks from the podcast episodes and made them into merch, uh, shirts, and a few other things. So if you're interested, there's going to be a link in the show notes, and you can check out some Books and Cats merch. And if you feel like buying something, I would greatly appreciate it because that supports me and keeps my kitties fed and keeps the podcast going. Um, And hopefully it will lead to bigger and better things. And finally, I have my quote of the week. Uh, This one is attributed to Sarah McLean in The Rogue Not Taken. And I'm not sure what that is, if I'm honest. I'll look into it. Or if you know, let me know. The quote is, happiness. That's what books smell like. Happiness. That's why I always wanted to have a bookshop. What better life than to trade in happiness? And I couldn't agree more. I love podcasting and I love doing audiobooks, but if I were to pick another road, I would love to own a bookstore. That would be so fun. Or like a cafe bookstore, although I don't know how to make coffee. So I would definitely have to have my husband's help for that one. Are you a coffee or a tea drinker? I have never been a coffee drinker. Um, It just doesn't taste good to me. It doesn't feel good in my stomach. And recently I took a food sensitivity test and just found out that I'm sensitive to black tea, which is what I usually drink. So I'm considering switching to coffee. I don't know if I can make myself like coffee. 
I don't know. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts about coffee or tea or anything that I've talked about on this episode or anything at all. Books, cats, life. Um, happy Thanksgiving if you are in the United States. Today is our turkey day. It's kind of different this year because we have to stay home to keep everyone safe. Um, but I'm proud of you for staying home and for doing the right thing. And, you know, just try to have the best day that you can. And if you can, sneak in some time to read. There's nothing better than getting full of turkey and all sleepy and then reading a book until you pass out on the couch, right? All right, that's all for this episode of M's Books and Cats podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you have a wonderful week. And until next time, keep reading. Go, 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 go